one of the three items of trivia for this is just in 2018 it's a, in 2018 uh they sold a feature-length adaptation of their short film Night Swim about a woman terrorized in a pool by an evil spirit to James Wan, Atomic Monster, McGuire set to direct. I mean, that's not trivia. That's not trivia. <laughs> Unless it's what year was XYZ sold to James Wan, and that's not fucking and trivia. And that's barely even trivia. It's, it's just, just like, not trivia. Not in the sense that we... No. Like, you know... They, you know what you're looking for when you go to IMDb, IMDb for <laughs> trivia, you know? And mm-hmm. it's not just, like, a list of facts and dates, like a history book. Like, you're looking for, like, something fun or interesting. Here's some interesting trivia. Ants have heads. Did you know this about ants trivia? This <laughs> ant trivia? Mandibles. Got them. Wow. Legs attached. Ants have heads is a very funny example <laughs> to go to <laughs> That's some real gotcha journalism. Show me the lie. Show me the lie. Show me the ant lie. You just Um, wait. Next trivia night, they're going to be like, all right, now for the ant section. You're going to fucking flip your lid. I'm not even going to bother with it in the actual episode, but the only even remotely interested, there's three items of trivia. One of them's not. And (laughs) this other one is uh, the swim school that Izzy is asked to join is called... The Harold Holt Swimming School. Harold Holt was the 17th Prime Minister of Australia who disappeared while swimming. I, I mean, <laughs> Which that, is like a that's fun, kind of funny. It is a funny little detail to add to the... Uh, but also just to like... like Oh, yeah. Remember that Prime Minister that like went remember missing that while swimming? We have to reference him in our, in our pool movie. Goofy as fuck. <laughs> Hello there, fellow swimmy users, and welcome back to The Devil's Cut, a pod- a horror podcast specifically covering aquatic-based horror. That's the whole show. We do nothing but horror that takes place in the water. I'm your resident man-boy possessed by a devil, Matt Young, and here with me today, as always, is my co-host, the skeleton everyone should want in their closet. Eric Rossi, uh, if we're an entirely swimming-based All horror- swim- swim-based horror. They're- they're called water wings. Swimmies. Did you say swimmy arms? Yeah, or floaties. Who the swimmies, fuck says swimmy floaties. arms? What planet are you I didn't you say from? swimmy arms. I just said <laughs> swimmies. That's also nothing. <laughs> That's what they call them. They're water wings. They're swimmies or floaties. Water wings is acceptable too. It's a colloquialism. <laughs> Every place is going to call them something different. But I the people... You, do you call them jimmies? The, no, ew. Right what, there for sprinkles? They're sprinkles, yeah. Yeah, of course. I'm not a monster. uh well if you hadn't guessed from from that little intro today we have a nice aquatic themed movie we're gonna bring you today we're gonna talk about swim fan no that's not it try again the reef no not the reef open water not the meg Shark Knight. No. Lady in the Water. Oh, I wish we were covering Shark Knight. That movie's great. <laughs> we'll, we'll save it for Shark Week, which we will do at, 
you know, we'll do Shark Month. We'll we'll stretch it out. We know? said that last year too. Well, yeah, but you know, <laughs> we ended up doing Amityville Summer instead of Shark Summer. True. You know, you True. had a better, you had a stronger put together pitch than I did. So we'll see what happens this summer. Um, but no, no, we're today we're talking about the first horror movie of the new year, Night Swim. Uh, <laughs> Night Swim is a uh, Blumhouse Atomic Monster collaboration. It is produced by Jason Bloom, James Wan. It is written and directed by Bryce McGuire, who um, is coincidentally the writer and director of the short film by the same name from 2014. I find little coincidence. <laughs> I think it's a one-to-one. Isn't one. it so weird that Isn't he made crazy? a movie? How coincidental. He made a movie called Night Swim, and then they had him make another movie called Night Swim. It's crazy because <laughs> they have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> unrelated <laughs> they're, entirely. They're almost unrelated entirely movies. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the movie is starring Wyatt Russell uh, as Ray Waller, Kerry Condon as Eve Waller, Amelie Hoferle. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do a YouTube pronunciation check for her name just because I couldn't figure the out. The robot it. voice sounded almost more un Amelie Hoferle. <laughs> it, that sounded it had so... a que- the, even the AI voice had a question mark. It was so. Like, unconfident in its ability to pronounce that name. Uh, And Gavin Warren is Elliot Waller. And any other character in this movie really is not important or really at all relevant. Um, I I do want to get this out of the way, like, up top, though. I genuinely thought the mom the entire time was Betty Gilpin of The Hunt fame. (laughs) From, uh, uh, yeah, The Hunt and, and, uh, what was the wrestling show? Glow? Glow, yeah. yeah the entire time, I'm like, oh, this is like a woman, this is like a Terminator woman. I can't imagine her playing this. And then when I saw the IMDb that it wasn't her, I was like, who the fuck is this lady? No, um, I actually checked Carrie Condon because she looked so familiar to me. I was like, she has to have been in a horror movie that we've talked about, but she isn't. She's really, Incorrect. Yeah, she's really not from a whole lot that I'm familiar with, so I don't know why she stuck out to me. She's mostly just the voice of Friday for Marvel. Everyone's favorite Marvel character, the AI voice that replaced Jarvis at the end of Avengers Two. Um, well, also, but hey, that's we got we got two Marvel alums in this movie. Oh yes, but like, like C tier Marvel alums, yeah, you know, yeah. where it's like we were characters that people don't really talk about. I bet you they're on set like. Are you still getting checks? Hey, I stopped getting Wyatt, checks. <laughs> Wyatt Russell's got his own movie coming out, so And he's always in the uh he's in the, the, the big Godzilla series, the Monarch series with his dad. Oh, is he? Yeah, him and his dad are playing the same guy in different oh my time periods. God, I never made the connection that Wyatt and Kurt were related. <laughs> You didn't you literally do this like a ten minutes ago with just, a different Yeah, just before we started recording. I was like, I just found out that Maggie Gyllenhaal is like <laughs> yeah, a Gyllenhaal. Is, oh with like Jake. They, with, with Jacob. they acted as brother and sister in Donnie I know, Darko. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I totally did not realize that Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell The the name the the Russell last name did, did doesn't like Yeah. You know, like it doesn't scream like oh of course royalty the russells yeah, yeah. You know? it's yeah. not like the scars guards right yeah, like, yeah yeah okay, yeah okay obviously we know all of them 
but wow, I cannot believe I just put that together. But anyway, so why Russell? Uh, you said this when we got out of the movie, um, the the first time. Uh, why Russell feels very wasted in this movie because I feel like he he is a very capable actor who just keeps getting weird roles that don't like know what to do with him. Yeah, I uh, I watched a, an interview with the uh, the leading cast, and they both talked about how much fun it is to do like horror movies because you have the director and the you know the the rest of the crew are really like playing around doing fun stuff and they get to use all these interesting Mm -hmm. tools because they're doing weird stuff for her i'm like (laughs) i don't see it in the fucking movie dog i do not see it like (laughs) he just plays so like reserved in this and even like when he it's spoiler alert gets like possessed later on he's like just like kind of threatening night swim uh again is based off of a 2014 short film by the same name uh the this movie um the 2024 entry on imdb like the the the, this one that we're talking currently um the description on imdb is a woman swimming in her pool at night is terrorized by an evil spirit that is the summary of the short film. I was about to say that's not what which happens. is not what this movie. This is a this is a completely wrong description of what it's this like movie. One scene this is of this a movie. scene, yeah, yeah, a scene from this movie. But like, I also went back and I watched the like the first reveal trailer for this movie, and it is also very misleading as to what this movie is about. No surprise. Because the tra- the first trailer of this movie was would make you believe that it's like a um like small location kind of set that like maybe the movie is just like takes place in this house with uh-huh, the swimming pool. Okay. Um, but really what this movie is about is baseball. Yeah. Um, and is spends almost as little time in the pool as it can get away with. It feels like, <laughs> yes, I feel like so little of it occurs inside or it's next a, to the pool. It's a spooky pool movie. What it really is. It's a movie about the, the, in a, in uh, <laughs> the inability to recover from sports injuries, <laughs> he doesn't have a sports injury in this movie. He's got MS. This is, you don't, you don't get, know he didn't get MS playing sports. You don't catch it from baseball. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> I, if I if I could, I you know I bet there's some baseball officials, some like team owners who would pay <laughs> heavy money for the information I have. <laughs> um. But yeah, so it what really is it's a, it, it's a baseball movie with a haunted pool in it. True, it's not yes, a haunted yes. pool movie. Our, our favorite, <laughs> our, our favorite. Uh, uh, it's an ever, metaphor. it's an evergreen uh, anecdote there, or an ever evergreen joke. The fucking uh, Crimson Peak really Crimson gifted Peak, us yes. with something. Um, yeah, so basically, what the, what this movie is about is that yes, it's playing off of the concept of the short film and the contents of the short film are in this movie because the short film is basically yes a girl is swimming in her pool at night she goes underwater there's lots of cool underwater camera work going on and while she's under there she like looks up through the ripply water and she can see like a figure standing above her she gets out from above the water you know out from under the water and nobody's there which is a scary concept right and it works for like a 8 minute movie yeah obviously they were going to have to do more to expand this to like a feature length tale um it just feels like they went in like a really 
wild in incorrect uh direction with this because basically what happens in this movie so instead of like one girl in one location this movie focuses on a family um the the waller family ray waller's the dad played by wyatt russell he's a ex-baseball star for the and i wrote this down in the notes that he's they they claim he's from the he used to play for the brewers and i'm like that's like a perfect middle of the road like nobody's gonna question this team <laughs> like because nobody ever talks about the brewers yeah, right yeah like nobody's talk only not even brewers <laughs> fans like really talk about them they are not a baseball team you hear about so i'm like all right i see what you got you're you're not claiming he's a yankee right yeah <laughs> He's not starting for the Mets, yeah. That's why people in this movie, there's some deniability to, like, if people recognize him in this movie. Not every interaction is like, oh my god, from the Yankees? Ray Waller? No, it's like, I'm the Brewers. Hey, man, whatever. <laughs> he got traded from the Orioles. Um, so he's, he's retired from baseball because he was diagnosed with MS. Um, he and his family are looking for a place to settle down because being a baseball player, the family was like constantly on the road and moving because he's kept getting transferred, which also doesn't like, does it speak well to your baseball career? If you're constantly being traded, is that good or bad? Yeah, yes and no. Cause you know, you could be getting traded for like a much better contract. Hmm. Um, but also you could be getting traded because, because they're like, they're like mm, well, <laughs> this guy's half good and we want that one really good guy. How funny would it be if like even even if he didn't have MS, he was like one season away from getting canned anyway. He's just like the worst baseball player. Like this dude misses every <laughs> fucking swing. <laughs> um yeah, so the family's on the road. Uh they end up buying a house that has a haunted pool. A haunting ensues. And then the movie ends. Uh, it's basically the the, the, the extremely spark noted version. I I find it easiest, and we had talked about it right after seeing it in theaters too. Like I, I think the easiest comparison to this movie is something along the lines of one of those uh, Amityville sequels. It because really it really so, felt like Amityville. But the problem is it, the what what's entertaining and like worthwhile about the Amityville sequels, like, even the crazier ones that we covered, they go so fucking bonkers with some of their shit that you have something to latch onto and go like, wow, that's fucking crazy and weird and wild. Why did they do that? In this movie, I feel like it's just, like, 30% away from being crazy enough to, to, to like, bring it back around. Because, like, it feels like it takes itself ser- so serious... But then, like, listening to the, like, interviews with the the, uh, the cast and the director, it's like, oh, you guys thought you were really, like, being goofy and playing around and having a good time, but, like, it's so boring. Yeah, yeah. It, well, I, I enjoyed the movie more than you. Significantly. I, I don't think it's a good movie. You don't think it's a good movie. You think no. it's actively a bad movie. I don't think it's a good one. So, uh, But I will say there are... Like shining moments of of cool stuff. Like there, you can see the the atomic monster Bloomhouse like yes. influence. Like yes. it's like I can feel like the hint of the of this the house style yes. that has developed over yes. the years between the two studios. Now that they're merged, it's going to be even more like solidified stylistically. You can feel it here, and when that stuff shines through, 
I think there's like really, really cool, memorable, enjoyable stuff. I will, I will give you that. It is like visually speaking, it is a very uh, contemporary like Blumhouse movie. It is like it, it, it's feasible in that sense, but I feel like it's just like missing some heart and some personality that would yeah. really set it apart. Yeah, like it, it clearly to me. It clearly feels like, oh, Blumhouse dumped this one in January because that's where everyone dumps their shit movies for the year. <laughs> well, I think what does – so you're, you're right. The cinematography, I think, saves this movie a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, I think if you're if you're like a real cinephile and you, you watch movies to see – like to because you actually pay attention to like the camera angles and the shots and the lighting and the composition, if you're, like, if you're really into that stuff, I think you are in for a treat with this one. The story is lacking – but there are there's some really good camera work going on, especially in the water focused scenes. Yeah. Um I know the cinematographer, um, his name is Charlie Seraf. He like did an interview and he based like all of the water scenes, like he referenced Jaws like very like heavily to which I think is very fun. <laughs> um and editing wise, it also I think was helped by some good editing. Um, the editor of this movie, James McAvoy, or Jeff McAvoy, James McAvoy is a different guy. Different guy. Different guy. Jeff McAvoy, he was the same editor on Megan, and he okay. did a good job on Megan, too, so. He did do a good job. Um, so we got, we got good, like, back-end, like, mm-hmm. team, some good active teamwork, like, out, like, in the filming of the movie, so there's a lot of good stuff going for it. I just think where it really falls short is there's some acting performances that are, like, they just whiff, you yeah. know, not that they're bad, but they're just bad for the movie. Yeah. I, I think cause it, just right off the bat premise wise haunted pool. That's your movie. Not bad. I mean, that's, okay. Sure. Sure. It's, it's right up there with, you know, like haunted spoon, the movie and like, I would haunted... watch the fuck out of haunted spoon, the movie. Oh uh, yeah. Can we course. write that? Can but the thing about haunted at? spoon is that like, it's going to be inherently crazy. Haunted pool is like, <laughs> It's, the smaller it is, the crazier it gets. But yeah. But pool's sort of like a middle-sized thing to yeah. haunt, so it's yeah. middle scary. And it, it limits you, I think. I think, like, if you're going to do a haunted pool movie, like, most of your haunting has to take place in and around a pool. <laughs> yeah, and this movie does take so much time away from the pool that it, I think it really hurts it. I needed, like, five people in the pool, like, please, come join us. Get in the pool. It's so good here in the pool. That would have been cool. Um, yeah, so, I for me, what went wrong with the movie was the, the, I think it was too, the movie's way too complicated based on the premise. Like you said, premise is haunted pool. You can go big, but big doesn't necessarily mean complicated. By complicated, I mean we have a whole, like, baseball subplot where like the dad's a baseball star the son is on a baseball team but he's like not really that good at baseball so he's like uh, is he disappointing the father is that something we're going to explore a little but not really so so um yeah. also this the daughter joins a christian swim team a christian which swim we need which so we, funny which we never get back to we have like basically that whole joining of that team was just a pretext for having her meet this guy that comes over for a one other scene. Yeah. So it's like, wait, why, why we didn't why? We do all that? She didn't need that. Um, we spend so much time. There's like a whole, we, we do, of course we have the big, like, 
um, third act like research montage where we figure out where we, the the person living in the haunted house finally like gets up the gumption to go to the library and like spend ten minutes figuring out what's haunting them. You know, we have that scene, but then it it goes in it, that scene leads into like a whole other complex. It's there's too much going on, and so much of it is very far away from the swimming pool. So that makes the movie like it's just like too all over the place. Um, I just feel like the the pool is like a a one trick pony that yeah. they didn't spend any time like even trying to teach new tricks. They're just like, well, we know what we can do with the pool stuff. Moving on. Yeah, and that that leads me into the the rules of the haunting <laughs> are are all over the place. They're ill defined and and just they don't they they don't. They're, they're just all all over the map. Um, and then that all leads into, like, what I think is just, like, a really lame ending. Yeah. Just, like, an extremely boring ending that, like, I could have written. And if I can write it, then, oh, then Hollywood should have no excuses. Like, you got to come up with something better than what I would put, you know, if I was just, like, doing my first draft ending of my horror movie. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, so I, I, I think, but, but, you know, so I think it's like, I think it's a bad movie. I, I think there are a lot of enjoyable things in it, especially if you are like a fan of the genre or just like a film, like somebody who enjoys the process of filmmaking. I think there's stuff, uh, to enjoy. Now, if you're a casual viewer, how do you feel about, do you think this is like a cash you think people are going to like this movie because no, it's just, like, simple I, and I, stupid? Honestly, I think it's, like, baby's first horror movie. Like, it's not that scary. I don't think there's anything too dicey or well, too gory. I, I think it's it something you could... It couldn't be too could, gory because... PG-13. PG-13. Yeah, had to know that was coming. Uh, but I... A death sentence almost every time. Yeah. Um, I, I just... I, it, it feels like you put this on for, like, 12-year-olds. And make even then, I maybe a twelve year old would be like, "This is dumb." Yeah, I was honestly like surprised that when we went to see it in theaters, there weren't at least like ten other like thirteen year olds who were leading me down a path that is to straight to prison because I murdered them all. You know? Oh my god! <laughs> I swear, if there 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 is a universe where. That world's Matt Young is just in prison for killing like three 13 year olds because they pissed them <laughs> off at a movie theater. The, 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 the line is very thin between that universe and this one because <laughs> it happens every time I go to the movies and people are like talking. I want to know what kind of face tattoos uh, movie <laughs> massacre Matt has. Prison Matt? <laughs> what, what, kind of, what kind of ink does Prison Matt have? He's got one popcorn <laughs> tearing out of his eye like. Yeah, this was me at the Cineplex. This was the Cineplex kills. If if like inmates start getting like custom tear shaped tattoos, just to be like to yeah, differentiate, just to be like, yeah, I'm hard, but I I I really like popcorn, so I had him put a popcorn there. <laughs> I got bodies. You see all these popcorns. <laughs> I got a sweet tooth, so I have all these jelly beans coming out of my eye. <laughs> I got one. I got one jelly bean for every Easter I massacred. Yeah, but yeah. So it. 
it's um unfortunately a not very scary movie either too there are some like most of the scares are jump scares because that's sort of like the the pg-13 fair yeah. right because if you if you start to get you you the problem is like you can't ever be truly like too terrifying of the pg-13 movie because if you really want to scare at least you know for me i think like you have to be like so like grotesque and horrifying yeah you know and like gruesome that like it's too bloody it's too gross it's rated r or you are cuz this has happened before yeah your your movie isn't necessarily like bloody but it's just the the very like ideas that you're tackling yeah, are so implies. existential and terrifying. Yeah, they're like that's too scary. Are yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? are. yeah, yeah. Are. I, it made me feel icky, and I had to watch eight episodes of Friends before I went to bed. <laughs> I questioned my reality around me. Are <laughs> are you know? And so you can't really get that with with PG thirteen movies, which is a shame. Not you know we've we've talked about it before. It's not that there aren't good ones. Mm-hmm. It's just like a real uphill battle. And the, the, the thing I, I think we need to touch on is being that it's a pool movie, it's a water-based horror movie, so the implication of drowning is, like, right at the top of your head, right? It's right at the front of your, like, possibilities of, like, oh, no, this bad thing could happen. They do the thing where, like, people go underwater and are swimming around underwater on, like, one breath. For like for twenty like minutes, 10, yeah, ten. <laughs> tw- it's so fucking long. Like, have you ever watched one of those movies where you're like, "All right, I'm gonna hold my breath with James Bond here, and I'm gonna watch yeah. him do this underwater <laughs> fight and see if me and James Bond would be able to, you know, hold our breath long enough to survive this?" And usually, it's like kind of close, or like either like it's either like okay, that's realistic, or a hundred percent unrealistic. And this movie's a hundred percent unrealistic. Unrealistic. Well, I usually I've, underwater stuff. Um, I, I usually put in the in the camp of like I you know immediate disbelief suspension. You uh-huh. know, if I if I know there's gonna be a lot of underwater antics, you know, or I, you just have to assume like for for the sake of movie making, like it's not gonna be super realistic, especially because yeah, you and me can like sit there and be like, all right, I'm gonna Eric, you and me, we're gonna hold our breath. Mm-hmm. Until this scene is over, and and let's see who can hold our breath the longest. Is this movie realistic? Like we can do that, but like especially if you're in the character's circumstances, like you're not only just there's a difference between like going like <gasps> mm-hmm. in like the comfort of like a of a lazy boy, and when compared to like you're you're you are swimming with all your might deeper and deeper underwater so you've got like pressure to contend with plus physical exertion like that's gonna cut your breath holding time like into like a fourth yes so like these there's because there's a scene later like towards the end of the movie at the climax where mom is she is holding her breath she's like 40 fathoms deep yeah seriously she's like She's like now diving. it is it is ghost water too so that's another reason why my brain was like Matt it's ghost water eat my Don't ass even. fuck you ghost water <laughs> ghost water fuck it's off. ghost water who do we how do we even know what we experienced was even like real because we're talking about like the the ghosts make you see things I don't know it's my that's this is this is why I tend to enjoy most movies is because my brain just turns off. You know, it just fucking bends over backwards. It to suspend barely disbelief. turns on when I get up in the morning. <laughs> so like, it doesn't take much effort for it to be like, just, uh, oh, we sat down. We don't have to think critically so, anymore. 
he we've kind of like talked about it a little bit but i feel like uh the the movie suffers from straddling the two camps of like we're taking this seriously and then like we're not taking this seriously yeah because you get a lot of like really because again this is a this is mostly a family drama with like ghost stuff sprinkled on top yeah a lot of the movie is is them genuine the family genuinely like trying to navigate how to deal with a like depressed father figure who can't provide anymore who's who's feeling emasculated because he can't like he he got he's too feeble he can't play baseball anymore he's like he has no fun. He's no drive. He's just like he a says, sad he guy. He says in the movie, he's like, I'm tired of being the sick guy all the time. Yeah, and, and it's like so much of it is just a really like down-to-earth, like, like a real story that, you know, it feels like this could have just been its own. With, don't put the ghost in it. Just put it on Lifetime. Like, and we would have been. <laughs> yeah, you could have the same like, oh, no, I, I, I got hurt in the pool and now I'm drowning and like. It'd be more tense than what happens in the ghost pool movie. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, it it tonally is all over the place, which which I did mention earlier. It does. It goes from this like really like grounded, like tale of like a family coming together like to face adversity, and then, and then also just like the goofiest pool shenanigans and. And, like, the, the possession in this movie is, like, so telegraphed and not... Like, I say what you will about the Amityville movies, but at least, like, the the onset of the, like, full possession is, is like, a slowly paced, like, fairly successful burn most of the time, if nothing else works in those movies. But in this one, it's just like, oh, I like that pool. It makes me feel good. <laughs> Man, I'm possessed now! Like, it's, it happens so... So suddenly, because there's only like, ever, like, two scenes with the pool, like, actually doing its its thing and possessing the guy. I know? would love to have seen, like, maybe... And we took bets on it going into it, too. We talked it, like, when we were, like, on our way there. We were like, all right, how many people do you think are going to die? How many people do <laughs> I think are going to die? Low body count, this movie. It's extremely low. I needed to see, like, one scene of, like, dad hip deep in the pool, like just kind of standing still cut to well, someone struggling underwater and then oh, we never wow. see that motherfucker again yeah well we do get a see a couple of scenes of him swimming um which are good but then we forget about it for, yeah. for the rest of the movie um i guess we we should let's let's just like give our spoiler call now so we can you know start talking about some other plot related stuff and really get into like some because I can't really describe as easily without spoilers, like, why this doesn't work. Okay. You know? But before we do, I just wanted to mention <clears throat> the director, you know, like we said, it's kind of like his first step into the, the major leagues, baseball pun intended. Yeah, yeah extremely uh, intended baseball pun. Bryce. Not a bad showing. Bryce McGuire. Not a bad showing. But I'd say I'm, this is like your first big, like, and it's, this spun out of a short you did, like... If it were me, I would be thrilled with it. I would be like, I, I got, I, I made a, he made a movie, right? We're yeah. not making movies. No. So. <laughs> but I, I, I bring him up specifically because he has mentioned his. And what is his name? Bryce. Bryce McGuire. McGuire. His next project is this uh, movie called Bad Bloom. 
It's a horror fairy tale starring and produced by Vera Farmiga. Oh, shit. Um, which naturally takes place near the water on a remote island. More water. So I'm I'm interested to see what he has to do next. I don't <laughs> think the problems with this movie stem entirely from him. I would like to see uh, what he can do with a rated R movie. I think... I think it, he'll, he'll, well, the rated R, the unleashed chains that, like, being able to do an R movie gives him, I think, will help. Um, also, I think this was a challenge because, he, you know, he had to adapt his script from a eight-minute short to, like, a feature-like film, like I said earlier. That's got to be, like, tough. And you start, I feel like it's easy to get start getting carried away by, like, adding more. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, well, I can't be, you know... If, if I had my way, if I was making a Night Swim movie, I would have just taken the, the short film and stretched it out. Like, you know, all um, intervention from, like, production aside. Like, like no, whatever they want to say to me, I don't care. It doesn't have to be this big, like, we don't have to get a whole family together. You can make a movie. Like, um, this is another Blumhouse movie, too, uh... Let me guess, uh, Hush. Yeah. <laughs> Knew exactly where you're going. Yeah. It's like, you can do Hush, right? Like, that That was like a big, super successful movie. Two actors in it. Had the spooky guy and, um, what's her face? Uh, from all of the, fucking, uh, Flanagan's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I've reduced her to that because she's so much better than she's Mike Flanagan. so much better. She's so much better than Mike Flanagan himself. Um, but I am really bad with actors and actress names. I've, I've had to like learn like director names and stuff by doing this podcast. And it, like the, it helps because like I have to familiarize with like myself with so much of their work mm-hmm. that their name starts to like bleed in. But like actors and actresses, I'm still like, fuck, I gotta, what is the, give me IMDb. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so all that discussion aside, let's. We're going to talk a little bit more in depth about the movie. Um, I don't recommend going to see it. No, this is a wait for stream. This is a wait for stream and then put it on like if you need to do dishes in the other room and you yeah. need to entertain it. Wait for, you know what? Pet. Do yourself a favor and be in, wait until like your, your body is in like, uh, is in the spirit for a pool movie. Wait until summer. Yes. If That's this a, movie yes. came out like July, I think we would be we, we would have a little bit of an even better feeling about it because we would just be in the like vibe of like a pool movie. Perhaps, but honestly, <laughs> I don't know how much credence I can give that theory because it is still not a good movie. I, I I'd say wait wait for your like summer get-togethers and throw it on them. But also, man, this movie would fucking eat shit in July. <laughs> yeah, it would. man, stacked up against literally anything. Paddington three would fucking demolish this movie. Paddington three would demolish most horror movies (laughs) i don't know what movie on our end of the year list like would survive paddington 3 i don't think any (laughs) single one of them (laughs) um but yeah all right so like we said the movie you know it's pretty straightforward family moves into this new house uh the pool is haunted they start um experiencing all sorts of Pool shenanigans. Pool hallucinations. Pool hallucinations. Pool hallucinations. I like it. Uh, 
and you know the the haunting and possession starts to get worse and worse until eventually they deal with it in like the most uncreative uh like haunting movie way which is just like we beat it and we're leaving by like yeah. it, it's like the, the they there's no explanation as to why anything works the 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 thing just seems to the 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 ghost i guess you know just decides well the movie's got to end so i guess i'm leaving because they were hopeful no. you know it's like there again why the the rules to this haunting like need to be more clearly laid out so you can then make a like ending that feels satisfactory i think one or the other direction either make it like super easy like here are your rules or make it like like completely vague well, yeah, but but when you're being completely vague, you need to do like a color out of space, you know, where yeah. Yeah, where okay. yeah, where yeah, yeah. nothing is off the table, and you just your the fear comes from like how alien its behavior is. Yeah, it, this movie is not that. I was hoping. Remember, we bet we bet that like you thought this was gonna be a ghost movie. I thought the pool was gonna be like some sort of like Lovecraftian like yeah portal to the you know, where Pennywise hangs out, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. That's what I thought it was going to be. Womp womp. Yeah, I was way disappointed. I really thought it was going one direction, and then it really did just turn out to be just a, a regular old, like, haunted pool. They tried to get me back in with the... Because uh, turns out it's like a... It's not even a haunted pool. It's an evil wishing well. Originally, there was, like, some kind of, like, bog there, right? And they they realized that the, the like natives wouldn't go in it because they're like, no, it's fucked up. We don't fuck with that. <laughs> and then the land was developed and they turned it into a well. And then after that, it got redeveloped and they put a fucking pool over it. And it's, it's a natural... Uh, it's like, like sp- natural water. water. Yeah. It's not spring water, but it's not spring water, as I'm saying. It's not like... The water that that is magic in this movie, you would not put in your mouth if you had no the, any options. Yes, when when the water decides to be magic, it becomes like fucking it charcoal becomes, toothpaste. It's yeah, bad. it's disgu- It's brown and gray and dark and icky, and it's like this. Like there, there's a scene where um, um, where Wyatt like, um. He reaches into the pool's, like, sphincter and cuts himself. And instantly, I was like, that's tetanus. That's, like, eight tetanuses right there. You're going to have to get 50 shots. It's going to be the worst. Like, the water-based parasites, everything, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I feel like it makes it it easy to just get it out of the way now and tell, like, tell you guys that the the pool is, like, a haunted wishing well. Because it kind of like paints the whole rest of the movie the way you like need to see it yeah um see so yeah, it so like like you said it's it's a old bog that got developed over time to the point where like people used to worship it but they were always like we, we find out later that they were like cautious because it's it's like a wishing well but it's like a monkey's paw wishing well where it, yeah there's a price it gives, it gives you what you want but you got to pay a price except it's less interesting than the monkey's paw because those are always like fun ironic like punishments that you get given yeah this one is just like yeah just give me just kill someone and give them to me let me eat a kid yeah can I'll, i eat I'll a take kid one. put a kid in the pool let me eat a kid <laughs> uh and so like you just have to sacrifice somebody and then the pool the pool gives you what you want 
right? That's what the water does. Boo. And it's like, all right, you know, it's it's pretty lame. I like the idea of a malevolent wishing well, but this is not that movie. Like you, I would have needed like more fun, like more than one wish. Cause like the wish in this movie is like, Oh, I wish I could play baseball again. Yeah. At any cost. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so the family is sort of like paying for, uh, the father's wish, you know, to, to play baseball again. So he like spends the whole movie swimming. He gets like healthier, you know? Yeah. As, as time goes on. And so then obviously as he gets healthier, like his family starts getting like assailed more and more by these by the spirits of other people who were sacrificed to the pools. So like they hang around and just do the pools like dirty work. Right? It, it's weird. It's like Coraline, where like some of the spirits are like, "No, we're evil. We're in on it." And then, then other spirits like, are like, "No, this is how you get out and save yourself." Y- yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like, well, who's like who's in charge of these guys? Like, yeah. And why do some of them go willingly? along with this um also is there's like one ghost that's like predominantly featured and it's this just like lumpy bloated like fat guy ghost and i'm like is that the pool or is that the water or is that just another ghost? is that like the oldest one and he's like well, i've been here the longest so i'm just i'm so bored i'm gonna get to work i think you'll twist your brain into a pretzel trying to suss that out it's just like so unnecessarily uh Right, like I, I think it, I think it would have been scarier if we just didn't know, yeah, anything about the bull. Yeah, and if there was no goat, like if there was no like if you could see a creepy arm or something or a hand trying grabbing here and there, like that would be fine. But like when you start throwing in all these other ghosts, it, it, like now you why are they work? Why it almost <laughs> makes it less scary when you give the ghosts like. Yeah, face, like you're saying. Like, if you just see a hand or you see, like, a silhouette here and there, that's fine. But, like, once you start really seeing, the, like, the face of just, like, ghosts and, like, people in makeup, I'm like... I'm, I'm okay with it, but it just doesn't work for the... the making this, like, a scary monster because it just gets confusing. Because, like, are the ghosts working for it? Why are they working for it? If, like, is it because their spirits are damned? But if they are, why does, like, the little girl ghost get to be the one that, like gets to break the law and like help out the people but yeah like i don't know so like to address some like points um so i took notes like while we were watching the movie um the movie opens up to the it's it's like a cold open to the only kill in the movie yeah i guess you're right there's one there's two deaths in the movie only one of them is like an active kill i would say yeah and it's the very beginning it opens up and it, it there's like this like the the there's a uh, summer of 1992, and I like it. Um, the it's the same house that we deal where we're dealing with. You know, in the present time, um, there's like a little, uh, like a really really cute little Asian girl. She looks like the chick from um from the Meg almost. I was like, oh, oh is that her? But no. Um, and she, like, her brother is really sick, and, like, he's in, like, a sick bed, right? He's and then, in a sick bed? He's, he's yeah, in, like, he is. He has, like, like, a hospital, hospital bed in his, yeah. in his bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> sick bed. It's a sick bed. Um, she, like, is looking out the, the window um, to their backyard where the pool is all lit up. Um, and, like, her, <laughs> this is, like, one thing that keeps, like, reoccurring throughout the whole movie is there, she sees, like, this little toy motorized boat that just, like, makes this funny noise, like, 
Like, it's just, like, <laughs> puttering around the pool. Um, and, like, the a main cast sees it, like, the whole movie. It keeps, like, showing up from underwater going, like, I'm like, there's that fucking dumb motorboat again. In in the in the way you mentioned before how, like, he was, like, really looking at Jaws for the, like, underwater stuff, the fucking motorboat really is, like, the fin of Bruce. It's like, anytime you see a surface, you're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, the pool ghost is coming to get us. Um... Yeah, and so, like, the little girl goes outside to get her, like, because I think it's, like, her brother's, she's like, oh, no, my brother's boat, I gotta go get it. And then she, this this scene happens multiple times in the movie where it's, like, and we've all done it in real life where there's something in the middle of the pool, yep. so you grab, like, a noodle or, like, something, and you're like, come on, come on. And you're, like, trying to get the water to, like, <laughs> you're trying to get the, like, a little tide going. Yeah, create so a little momentum. Come on, come on. And, you, you know, and so people in this movie, this, this is, like, a, a constantly used device that, that is referencing an experience we've all had but it happens like so many times in the movie you're like oh my okay are they gonna fall in you know because like the little girl she's like reaching out to get the bow and you're like oh she's gonna get pulled in because there's no way this chick's surviving this open no so she gets pulled into the water and then like flailed around like you can see her <laughs> your like, whole body's getting dragged from like the left side of the pool to the right side of the pool and she's like screaming she's like ah! <laughs> She looks like a, like she's like Kermit the Frog, you know, when he gets yeah. crazy and his, his like arms are flying all over the place. This little chick's just like, bah! um, you know, and so she she bites it. She gets pulled under the water, and this is the same girl that helps save uh, the main the family, cast at yeah. the end of the movie. Um, but she's also the only death, which is very very disappointing. Right, we talked about it uh, <clears throat> earlier this week, like, just you and I. Like, even, like, in Megan, like, we killed, like, five or six yeah, people. There's, like, there's, it's there's PG-13. There's a decent amount of guys got You got. can still kill some people. Get some fucking... I need a body count in this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You, you got to do something fun in the pool movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, But, you know, and then so it cuts to... It cuts from summer of 92, you know, then we get back to modern day. This is when... So the... the they don't live in the house, the um the, the family. What, what did I say their name was? Starts with a G, right? It's highly possible. Or no, W? No. That's that's because it's uh, Wyatt's first. Oh, it is W. It's Waller. Waller. So the Wallers, they um, they stumble upon this house, right? Because they're like just I don't know if they are looking like they're house hunting or if they're just driving through. No, they are. They're specifically house hunting because they want to move him closer to the hospitals that they're oh, working with his MS for. Right. So they're trying to find somewhere that's like a little more like grounded where they can kind of put in roots and like settle down instead of traveling for his career all the time. So they go and see all these fucking houses, but they're all in these like specific like health and rehab based like communities so it's almost like a hospice like house for your family and he hates it and he's like if i if i live there i'll feel like i'm living at the hospital like Mm -hmm. i want to go when like find something a little more suburban a little bit more like comfortable for our whole family (laughs) yeah there's also like and so they stop at this one house right and he like becomes like mesmerized at the sight of this like shitty mucky pool right he like sees it he's like Oh, I'm like, this pool is, that's an infection, right? Yeah, you, yeah. Just looking at it and you'll get sick. I, I saw this funny quote uh, from the director where they were talking about specifically his, like, 
the the character's like fascination with the pool and like how it can relate to the viewer and they were talking about how like yeah like think about it like the pool they try to get so philosophical and artsy they're like yeah the pool is like the american dream so like it kind of really says something bigger about like the experience of like buying a home and like you know finding success you know i was like shut the fuck up shut the fuck up they are they are right it's just that that's not what the movie is talking about so that whole like there there's no emphasis on that so that whole thought process just gets no they're like isn't it like so poisonous how like the idea of like having a pool could like lead you to i was like shut the fuck up get out of here Well, they also, I watched a few interviews with the, the whole cast and crew, and, I you know, they all seemed, one thing I will say about this movie is they all seemed to, like, have a really good time. Like, the they all got along with the director, like, the crew, the actors, um, stunt people and stuff. Everybody seemed to enjoy themselves. So, like, that's pretty nice. You love to hear that. You hate the, you hate the like, when you hear about, like, oh, I love that movie, and then you hear that it was a, like, uh, HR apocalypse yeah. on set you know <laughs> <laughs> i like i love the shining but i and like anytime i watch it a little part of me anytime um uh what's her face is on screen Shelley Duvall. yeah every yeah. time shelly duvall shows up i'm like oh you oh this didn't this was not a good day for you like <laughs> like I, you just feel so bad so i liked i we always love to hear that everyone had a good time on set um but like for all that, like they they talked about in the interviews that like the about all the like oh, you know everyone has those memories of being afraid of like you know you're in a swimming pool by yourself and like you're afraid there's a shark in there. Don't have them. You know. Well, I well you lived next to like you lived at the beach essentially like you yeah. like you the way I picture it I picture you growing up is like the the uh, cheaper by the dozen house where there's just like. Everyone's got like there's like eighty people living in the house. Everyone's got um, like like fireman poles that slide down to the kitchen <laughs> where you like go to eat your breakfast, and then you like you would like take your like secret like treehouse zip line straight to the beach and just like but like your, life, your life's like a cartoon. Have you, you not have, been like, to my home like my childhood home? Like you know we don't have fire poles. <laughs> I know you did take me there once, but I think for the sake of like whimsy, my brain <laughs> chose to not uh, apply that. But yeah, memory. no, I just, I just don't, I, I, I personally can't relate to the like, my fears of what like what is scary about a pool have absolutely nothing to do with what normal people are afraid of in a pool. Like, I swam. So you didn't all have through any... high school. I swam a little bit in college, like competitively. It wasn't. It's just like this movie just does not do it, do it for you. Does not, does not inspire connect to any primordial like fear well, well, of like, I will say, still water. I will say I you know as a kid who was afraid of everything that both existed and could never exist. Um, I definitely had that fear of like it's not it wasn't like an active like I wouldn't go in a pool but you know you're like swimming around everyone's like. Hey, we're going to have hot dogs. Do you want one? I'm like, no, I still want to swim. And then all of a sudden there's nobody in the pool and you're like, I can see all of the water around me, but I feel positive that there is a great white shark in here somewhere. You know, it's just like a completely irrational fear. Um, 
It just doesn't even how. <laughs> it wouldn't. It, that's it would why take it's up the irrational. Whole it doesn't make any sense. But that's what that's like a feeling that people have. I I've experienced it. I know other people have. This friend movie, of the pod, Dylan. It, it, big big time. I wonder if he's still afraid of the pools. Dylan, if you can hear this, oh, are you still afraid of the pools? Movie. We should have had him on. <laughs> Not even he didn't even have to watch the movie. We should have just been like, come on and talk about how scary <laughs> pools are. <laughs> And a prologue of Pool Fear by Dylan Snook. Yeah, but the problem <laughs> I have, one of the other problems I have with the movie is like, yes, that like I, I I saw that they were you know behind the scenes they were channeling these ideas and these like fears, but in the movie practical, like I I didn't it it didn't come across to me in the viewing, you know. No. Like all the scary stuff that happened was just very generic bullshit horror movie shit. It was just Ryan Reynolds uh, in, Am- in the Amityville remake the walking mo- around this with movie, an axe. This movie being really a is dad. a like a diet Amityville movie. It really is. Because basically what happens is like, you know, so we started explaining, you know, they they move into the house, they have you have the like generic like um beginning of the movie everyone's happy and everything has a yellow filter on it wow a new house everything's oh, new coming house. together isn't life so great look how look how likable we are you know the, that that like 10 minute montage yeah, yeah this movie has it this movie is very um cliche yeah heavy. It, it just very very stereotypical uses a lot of horror tropes um, my favorite, one of my favorite horror tropes is the the haunted house realtor woman. She, oh, the one who refused to disclose that, uh, yeah. that there was a death that happened there. Yeah, like a hundred deaths. Yeah, and then later on they have she only she only fesses up to knowing about the one. Yeah, and then yeah. she's like, and then it was weird before that too, but I don't know nothing. <laughs> it's just so it's I. This idea that like you would invite your realtor to like a, a house a barbecue barbecue at your place is fucking crazy to me. I'd be like, yeah, thanks for selling me this house. Yeah. All that money you got off me selling this house can get you the fuck out of my life. That's yeah, is, it. There, is your commission not enough? You need like an afternoon of free dogs and beers to <laughs> like get out of here. It's true. I, who? Please message us if you have a relationship with your realtor. <laughs> I just want to know what the what the nature of it is. <laughs> it's like buying a car and then like a week and a half later you like call up the guy your car sales and be like, "Yo, we're joyriding with with road sodas. Come come out. We're going to go see the stop nope. signs at the edge of town." Nope, it's not even like that. You know because what it is is the same thing it's like in this movie, which is like inviting the guy who sold you your car to a backyard barbecue for your family and your son's <laughs> baseball team. It doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? Oh, just imagine one of those baseball like, hey, parents. I like, know oh, you... whose kid, who's kids? Are, you got a kid on the team? Like, no, I actually sold them the house. You're like, why do you, what? What are you here for? It's just like being like, hey, I know you have the weekend off because you don't have to work overtime because you took all my money. So, uh... <laughs> What, I know you're free. Why don't you come down? My ba- my son and his whole baseball team are going to be here. Doesn't that sound relevant to you, car salesman? <laughs> hey, let me get you a beer. Anyway, which kid of yours is on the team? Oh, I'm actually their dentist. <laughs> I just got invited for funsies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the... You know, the, the family moves in and... and 
Oh, and didn't we say the reason, like, there was, like, this whole, again, because we got to tie baseball to it, right? So, like, when they first are seeing the house, like, um, uh, Wyatt Russell's character, like, is, like, he sees the pool, but he sees, like, a baseball floating in it, and it's, like, uh, and looking back at the movie, when it first happened, I didn't really, I didn't know how much baseball was going to be involved, so Uh it didn't, like, occur to me to roll my eyes then, but looking back, I'm, like, oh, my fucking god, of course, he sees a moldy baseball floating, and he does the same thing, where he's, like, oh, I got, I got a cane, I but reach. I'll, I'll use my cane to balance, and I'll reach really far out to get that baseball, and then he just f- fucking <laughs> face plants right in the water, almost drowns. Yeah, he falls on a tarp, a- and then, um, <laughs> and, and th- that's just like one out of a million, because a million instances of baseball taking away from like the horror of this movie. It could have just been like he fell in, like wouldn't that have been? You know, yeah, but he's mesmerized by the idea of the concept of baseball is like this guy's whole life. Yeah, so he—that's his problem. The reason that he he convinces the wife to buy the house because he's like uh, uh, the doctor mentions aqua therapy, and I'm like aqua therapy is different than just having a pool and wading through it. Like it's you have to like somebody he does he does do his exercises in the pool in a couple scenes, so we see him doing his. uh, water aerobics. Yeah, he so he gets he gets supernaturally healthier over the course of the movie. Like they go to the doctor one point, and like his like MS. The doctor is like, I've never seen this before. You're like, she basically goes, your MS is in remission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, it's a miracle. I'm like, your brain nobody... looks healthier than it did before. And he goes, like, they go, what have you been doing? And he the the like the, the fa- or the, the doctor goes like, it's like the MS is almost like gone. I've never seen this before. And then like. The family, like the wife, is there, and she just goes like, "Well, we did, uh, we did start that diet. Oh, and he's been swimming a lot." And I'm like, "No one finds this weird, like th- this miraculous recovery in like four days, it is too much to to not be dr- something has to be drawing suspicion." Here. This is how I feel about like salt baths too. Like you know how people are like, "Oh, your muscles are sore. Do a little Do salt, a salt bath. bath. Put a little salt in there. It'll loosen. Up. It'll make your muscles feel good." I'm like. I'll put, How? Some, I'll put some Windex in just real quick. Just little <laughs> now you're cured. Uh, and so as the movie goes on, he, you know, he gets healthier and healthier, but his, th- and this, this is how it ties back to the, like, like what you said, the Ryan Reynolds, uh-huh. uh, Amityville, because it feels so similar. Um, he like, he gets more and more obsessed with just the pool mm-hmm. like he's every it's i actually was laughing a lot because and and, and this is a, a part of the movie that i found enjoyable was just how wyatt russell like at the any any chance to mention the pool he gets so excited about <laughs> he's like, oh the pool the pool we'll have a pool party like oh i've been swimming a lot anything you can say about it or get people to swim he's like so excited like the the son is like i think we're going to the pool he's like oh yeah fuck yeah the pool like every time <laughs> like fucking pushes the kid on the ground sprints and jumps over him we're like dead your bum knee looks it's, really good it he honestly fucking jackknifes into the pool <laughs> honestly there there are scenes the, that's not that much of an exaggeration, <laughs> and it's very funny. I, I think I, I, I again, I think Wyatt Russell is the best part of the movie. Both both in his like drama, like he takes the serious parts so seriously, like, the, it, like that again, it doesn't really totally work for the movie, 
but it, in like bad movie sense, it kind of works because you're because it's like so out of nowhere and so hyper serious. But then the next scene, he's like out of the way, nerd, and like pushes his son <laughs> so he can get into the pool faster. I think he would have benefited from like a two percent Nick Cage influence in how crazy he got about the pool. I just needed him to get a little weirder. Yeah. Um. But like. But uh, again, there there's. There's, like, really not that much to this movie, right? Because, you know, so he starts to get healthier, but he also gets, like, more pool-obsessed and, like, slightly meaner. We see a little bit of family drama. We kind of see that, like, there's, like, a, a relationship issue between, like, his son because his son's kind of, like, a twinkish waif as, like, you know, a, a, a what? He's very 12-year-old. Like. I, I, I had <laughs> the same problem that this kid did. I had, I had parents and, like, family who were, like, really into baseball, pushing me into baseball. I hated baseball. Baseball sucks dick. Fuck baseball. I was too small. I not my, my athleticism did not kick in during the baseball times. Would it surprise any listener to know that we are not sports people? Oh, I, I, <laughs> I beg to differ. I'm a qualified athlete now. But... <laughs> I, I could relate to this kid to a certain degree because, like, his dad was like, fuck, I wish my kid was good at baseball. And, like, the daughter is clearly, like, the more athletic and the more, like, uh, like connected on an athlete level with the father. And the father is kind of disappointed. And it's very evident throughout the movie. Like, they, that's their big family drama is that, like, oh, dad and son aren't getting along particularly well. I wish dad was more proud of son. And yeah. son's kind of like, I wish dad would just, like like me instead of liking me for being good at sports yeah but that's the problem uh, one of the problems is that like th- yes they kind of hint at that but never really talk about it in the movie you know like there's there's all there's so many different instances of like oh i could see that being like an interesting plot but it just gets abandoned because they're going in like all these different directions at once Again, to go back to the, um, like, Catholic swim team thing, the daughter, like, joins almost exclusively, I would think, um, because they had to write in a weird, like, a boyfriend character for one scene, so they wrote that to justify it. It feels like they stretched their arms to the breaking point to get to, all you had to do is, like, hey, new girl in town, guy likes her, he's coming over to swim in the pool, he might get some boobies. Also, it just feels weird to include the whole, you know, if you wanted to tell a, like, father-son story about, like, you know, um, like, how, how, like, a a, a father is, like, struggling to relate to his son and they have difference, uh, you know, in, in, like, in, what is important and you know that's like a story you can tell but they don't do it because then they're also like well and, he, and then the the mom and the daughter are distant i guess are they i feel like they, they, they are but they're not because they they like hint at things but none of it is ever explored with enough depth you know yeah i don't know i think it would have been a lot cleaner of a movie if instead of this whole baseball subplot i said this the other day i think if the if you had because like you're not like fooling anybody like trying to be like oh we could only make Wyatt Russell a baseball guy because he's got a baseball build like if you had told me he was like a like Olympic swimmer I would have been like okay I don't know what sport he played but the director did specifically want Wyatt Russell because apparently he was some level athlete at one point Mm -hmm. before acting and then you know left that to do more acting he was like Wyatt Russell understands what this character's going through in an attempt to, like, leave his, like, athletic career behind. Yeah. Which is, like, 
cool. No, that is cool. Good, and you, smart, can, st- you can still do that. Yeah. What I'm saying is, why wouldn't you just... Like, the movie's about a, a scary pool. Just double, triple, quadruple down on wet themes. Yeah. So, like... Instead of baseball, just say he was like Michael Phelps, like the a Michael Phelps equivalent, right? Listen, he ain't got the titties for Michael Phelps. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> Nobody, you, you, you give me a couple shots of Wyatt Russell in a swimming pool, like one of the long ones that with the with the funny little diving boards that they spring off. Of. They're called Olympic pools. One of those. You show. You put like point. Three seconds of a flash of that on the screen, everyone would understand, right? Yeah. So, like, why wouldn't you do that? Just make it a it, baseball's irrelevant to a, to a pool. So, have him be like an Olympic swimmer, and then eliminate the whole daughter character. If you don't, if you if it needs to be a father son thing about like I was an Olympic swimmer, you're going to be an Olympic swimmer, Dad. I don't want to be an Olympic swimmer. If that's going to be the whole plot, like you can do that. Just have one kid, or just like you know. Have it be the son that's on the swim team and have the daughter just like like you said. She's just fucking a guy in the pool. You know, it, yeah. it doesn't have to be, you know, caught all like super justified. But it's like the, we end up spending – there's a whole scene in the movie, you know, the, where – it's like it's like when um twilight takes a break to just play baseball oh. that's what this <laughs> <laughs> that's like <laughs> the thunder strikes and everybody runs for their fucking baseball hats <laughs> yeah that's like what this movie does there's like all we leave the house we leave the pool we go out and it's to have a scene where wire russell's character like meets the the coach and the coach's son, and like the coach's son's like a baseball star, and then you're like, oh, I guess he likes the coach's son better than it his just own gives you son. an opportunity to see the son pouting because you're like, oh, my dad likes the baseball kid and not me. Oh man, yeah, but but none of that, none of that whole like inadequate son plot line pays off or has any relevance to the resolution of the movie. Yeah, you know, so it's like worthless. So now we have this whole scene of like multiple innings of baseball happening and then the the coach is like hey uh uh why russell why don't you why don't you give it a shot and he like has to like look coy like oh i'm not supposed to do active oh, stuff because baseball? i have MS. I, I couldn't i couldn't, couldn't possibly my but, then, but he's like no but i feel so much better because the pool i swim in every 20 minutes makes me feel good and so then we're like we have this like scene where we're supposed to feel tense like oh is Wyatt Russell like is he up to it you know like ha- like can he it's been so long and he's so sick can he hit a home run you know I'm like I'm I'm, I'm like thinking t- but too much about baseball at this point I'm like forgetting that there's a haunted pool you know <laughs> <laughs> like so it, it's like this really long scene and then he eventually he like hits this crazy home run and he like starts like is this does it, Am I is my brain like rewiring itself? It does he not like get like a evil pool nosebleed at some point in this movie? Does that happen? He does get it. it it's it's less like a evil <clears throat> pool nosebleed. I, he gets the thing where like you see like the black veins. Yeah, and like, like his venom, eyes dude. change. Yeah, <laughs> I was I I was so disappointed in this fucking baseball scene because I was convinced he like he wished the first two pitches to build tension, obviously, mm-hmm. but then he like cracks the fucking third one like way out of the park. It goes way up into the sky. It's just it, a triumphant baseball moment. Yeah, what it should have happened is he should have 
killed a kid. With I a thought baseball. he was gonna line drive with the power of the pool inside him. I thought he was gonna <laughs> fucking clock that ball right down first base and fucking kill a kid. I was like, oh man, what a good good fucking scene that would be oh. if he just fucking gives a kid CTE yeah, with a baseball. He, if he killed a kid with the power, with the strength of a haunted swimming pool. Because let me tell you, as a fucking, as a survivor of Little League Baseball, you uh, kids out there are getting clocked <laughs> left and right by full-grown adults throwing baseballs left, like, can't even tell you. I lost a tooth playing baseball. Luckily it was a baby tooth. <laughs> I gotta show you this was um, Instagram reel I, I saw. It was like adults playing dodgeball. It was like a parent-teacher like conference sort of like team building thing. <laughs> and like there, there was like this one guy who's like the... He was like playing and he was also like the referee, I guess. And so the camera is like behind him. And it's all about this, this like woman who's on the other team, this mom. And she's like kicking ass like left and right and then she like calls out this one dude who's like at the forefront of the camera who's like refing but also playing and she's like challenges his ruling because like she's like oh that guy's not out he caught the ball and then like the guy was like i don't care you're wrong and he does this crazy move where he just like has like the the ball like next to him and he does like the most minuscule movements he just goes like and like the ball goes like around his back and like (laughs) <laughs> like like uh curves the bullet like wanted all the way around <laughs> and like and then he's like at the same time he's like i'm not wrong you're out like it's this crazy scene and for some reason what you said reminded me of that i gotta pull that's, it up that's to me that fulfills everything you really want of your like subplot with the the dad and the son it really like puts way more tension on that because like if you have the dad on the field who then hits the ball and he's like, oh, I still got it, but then hurts a kid. Then it's like, okay, well, your obsession with getting back to baseball is mm-hmm. dangerous for the people around you. Yeah. It alienates your son from his teammates and makes him more of a loser, mm-hmm. which makes you like him less. And it, I feel like it compounds the issues way more than it does if he just fucking... He just hits Woo! a cool home run. Yeah, hits a cool home run, looks like a big, big, cool baseball guy. Yeah, it, it, I honestly, I had the same expectation. I think we looked at each other and we were like, like waiting for like someone to get like absolutely annihilated by a baseball, you know, and, and it just never came. And I'm like, what a waste. I think there was were- so much tension built up, but instead it, it just, it speaks to me that like it was, it, it was a like first draft of a script. Like, yeah. It, like it was clearly somebody who like, I don't know was unsure of the level of horror they want to like it's like what you're you're making a, a a horror movie it's about a haunted pool like go all out have somebody get bean to death with a baseball here you made a haunted horror a haunted horror movie what is a haunted movie? horror movie excuse me while i have a stroke you made a haunted pool movie and i didn't see one person put genitals up against a fucking jet and get like pink sock to death fucking prolapsed in your pool yeah that's the like, fucking that's fucking the Chuck movie Alinek i want to watch stuff did you yeah. ever read that book no <laughs> there's um there's so that's a fight club guy right yeah chuck down yeah he has a horror anthology called haunted it's like about a bunch of uh writers who go on a writer's retreat in a hotel and get snowed in and they like nobody like comes to save them so they like they all slowly go crazy while they tell each other their scary stories they wrote that's kind of cool. It is cool. Um, and one of the the my the funny thing about my my connection to it is that my 
my Nana gave me that book when I was like 12. Uh-huh. Because she said she read it, but I know she didn't or she would not have given it to me. Because the very first story, short story, and so like the whole book is like a bunch of writers are going crazy and telling each other their stories. It's an anthology, so each chapter is a different is a different one of the writer's stories yeah. and the very first story is about a teenager who has a uh a below ground pool at his home and he's you know his parents don't get home until late in the evening and he's just like you know going about his normal like summer ritual of he <laughs> goes to the store and gets like a phallic vegetable and come oh and goes home and goes into the swimming pool and like st- sticks the vegetable up his butt and like jerks off in the pool. <laughs> but he decides he wants like to 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 try the extra fun thing one day where he doesn't use the vegetable instead he puts his butt up to the suction thing. Oh no! In the in the in the pool. Yeah. And jerks off while he's getting his butt sucked, but then. It, it, like the pool, I guess, goes into like extra, or, or no, it, it's like the jet that goes out, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it feels good as it's jetting into your butt. But then it like go, <laughs> the pool cleaning goes in, goes in, goes active. Oh, it changes modes. And it changes modes, and it starts sucking his intestines out. That's that's another from his butt. That's see, that's what I'm talking about. Like that. But he's but he's so he's stuck like under the water. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He ends up having to, um, he pulls himself out of it lo- far enough that he can chew through his own innards and shoot up to the surface. That's fucking crazy. It's, and I'm like, Nana, why did you give me this book? <laughs> 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 but, but that's pool horror, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that, that's what we need. We yes. need something like that. You know, uh, again, I will say there are, you know, all of the different family members get haunted at one point of the movie or another by the pool. And there's some really cool stuff. There's, like, they do this thing where, like, when the people get dragged under... Is there some really cool stuff or is there some normal cool stuff? It's really cool. The camera work in the pool, there's, like, a really cool shot where the daughter is, like, um... What's this? She's doing, like, the breaststroke, right? Like, she's, like, doing... Swimming? Well, she's like particularly practicing oh, for the swim yes, team. Yes, you're talking for the about Christian like, swim team. Yes, Eric. where she's she's looking into the water. She's yeah. coming up for air. She's looking into the water. Yeah, you're getting yeah, yeah. like the breaststroke sort of mo- camera motion of like dip in the water, then like <gasps> as you're getting your breath, and you can see like the side of the pool, and like when she like comes up, she can see like a figure, and then she goes down, she comes back up, and then the figure's gone. Like that's cool, and also the camera itself is on some like really cool apparatus that's going like <laughs> like in and out of the water like they probably had some like really cool tools but i'm but also there's the like the the more like effects heavy shots where like they're deep because when they go under they get dragged underwater or towards the end yeah, where the mom yeah. ties the belt you know and she like dives down you know she goes and she like finds like the son who was like dragged under she looks up and like the like it looks like you know a hundred feet in the air is like this tiny little square of like the the pool. I'm almost surface, positive you know? this shot is from Courage the Cowardly Dog. You know what? I can't 
deny I, it. I really think I can find. I'm the sure clip. this movie isn't the first movie to have thought of this particular. It like, does look stylized, like a cool effect. You know, it's it, like the it's pin, cool looking. The pinhole of the pool, like now you know, hundreds of feet above you, and yeah. you feel like you've been swimming for two seconds down. Yeah, it, it's it cool. It does look cool. Um. Yeah. So so there are there are good aspects to to it, but like um. Overall, man, it just like it—it's it, mostly just leads to nothing. Like you don't—you don't feel very satisfied because basically, because the end, right, is you know all this stuff happens. Oh, you, what's the one scene you did like? Was the the oh the, yeah the so, little girl's mom? The so they've been seeing scene. this little girl that dies in the beginning of the movie, and you keep seeing her throughout, and she's the like spirit that's trying to help point them in the direction of like, hey, the pool's haunted. Don't come in here anymore, please. Um, but the mom kind of gets some info out of the realtor at the, at the party. And, uh, so then she starts doing some digging. We get like a little montage of her, like researching all the deaths, but she finds out that the, the person who lived in the house before them, who, I guess the most recent death before them was that little girl. They go find her mother and like her mom is like living in this nice like palatial estate. She's like very well to do. She has she shows her that like she has this very successful son who who she you know put, he's like is he in the military or government or something? Yeah, government. So he has like put her up in this great big house, and she owes everything to her son. She's obsessed with her son, and we slowly start to figure out that she is still possessed by the pool and this is where we find out that the pool wishing mechanics are based on you have to sacrifice someone to the pool for your wish to be fulfilled right yeah the pool needs a sacrifice i don't know why whatever um the blood it's the blood yeah and so like the um our main mom like yes. goes and you know, like you said, goes and and, and has a chat with her. Um, I, so I thought what was happening because there was like a lot of emphasis when they're having this conversation. There's like a a fountain that's like going, and I'm like, oh, it's like the pool water. She took some of the pool water, and that's. But they they don't like ever confirm that, so I don't think it's necessarily. It- that they they make a big deal about where she's pouring water into a glass and drinking it also i think all of the like surrounding area right has these little aqueducts and i'm pretty sure like because the the fountain water turns black when yeah. like she starts to like get really weird so yeah. i'm pretty sure that she has some of the pool water like yeah this there. scene what this transformation was creepy like she starts bleed like the 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 mother who sacrificed her daughter so that the son could live um she starts like dripping gunky black water like out of her eyes and her nose and her, her mouth ears, and her ears. Yeah. um it's creepy and i think she does like the best like spooky performance of yeah the movie. she's easily the best like scary <laughs> performance and scary scene in the whole movie but i like is she's she's hooked up to like an oxygen tank too and like she's like continuing to like crank up the oxygen throughout the scene and then, like, once she starts kind of, like, getting overrun by the possession, the water, the water starts, starts coming the out of water her water starts dripping and, like, down into it. Yeah, it goes backwards into the air tank. I was like, oh, nasty. <laughs> but again, so, like, that also, you know, 
I agree with you. I think the whole area, what they seem to imply, the water in this town, like, seems to have this quality. Um, so then, like, why... the At the end of the movie, they're like, well... And the reason, the reason why the the... The Waller family is being affected, but the family who lived there before them wasn't was because they just the family just didn't use the pool because yeah. they knew a girl drowned there. Yeah. So like the, the this effect is like this pool is what does it. Right? Like yes. only this pool, the the evil thing is in this pool. But if but it kind of also is in all the other water, so why does like I, why is it relegated to just this? It pool? seems like all of the water in their house is attached to this like aqueduct. It's not just the pool water. Well, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Is like why it, it seems like the creature is confined, or the ghosts or everything are confined to this one pool. Yeah, but it also seems like the water at the same time affects like this in whole this whole town. So why is it both? At the uh, one time, it's like free to roam about this whole town and like kill this lady from like, you know, a- across the state, you know. But then also, it, it the pool needs the sacrifice, like as other and and if you do, if we just put dirt in the pool and don't use it, it's over. But like, no, it's like in the whole town, or is it? I don't know. It's we too. Don't know. Un- it's both. Like it's not specific. It's unclear. The rules, who knows what's going on with it. Uh, I feel like you, you can't be, you have to be like, again, completely like Lovecraftian ambiguous or you have to be really specific. Otherwise, it's not scary because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that, but that part is the coolest part, I think, when they encounter that lady. Um, and then it's just a bunch of bullshit until the climax and the climax is just the pool finally like, gets its hand it's decided it wants the sun right yes because the sun would be the most he's the most vulnerable d- disappointing to lose for the family I yes because they fucking hate the daughter they're like whatever we don't even care who's fucking that guy i hope she gets out of here i think it's the opposite i think they're like they don't I care think, about the sun yeah i think i think the water realizes like hey if the dad is the one that i save and he gets back his baseball career and the family thrives that's how i get them to to sacrifice someone i could convince him the sun sucks you don't even like the sun i thought for sh- <laughs> i thought for sure um that 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 a baseball bat was going to be more important to the uh to the movie you would think I, I, in the baseball I was, haunted pool movie i was waiting like to see how similar the solution to this movie was going to be to signs <laughs> you know, I thought it was gonna be like, are we just gonna get a swing Wyatt away? Russell swinging at glasses of evil water in the house? Like, imagine if the sun just starts leaving water everywhere. Like, and the end of the movie just Wyatt Russell being like, "Not my family!" And he's just like cracking, <laughs> cracking all the bottles of water. Swing away, Wyatt! Swing away! <laughs> God, fucking signs. We're due for a rewatch of Signs. <laughs> If I was the pool, I would just be like, you have to put me in a water bottle and flip it and get it to land <laughs> in one try or I take your little little boy away. <laughs> can you do it, Wyatt Russell? Can you do it on the first try? <laughs> do you have the finesse? <laughs> it's me, the haunted pool. <laughs> Oh, I would love if the I'll, pool had I'll like a cool be voice. In a haunted bird bath. <laughs> I'll, uh, not as mean. 
<laughs> but I'm over here in the corner of the yard. Um, uh, but yeah, so the conclusion of the movie is like the why Russell gets like fully possessed by the pool because like he gets cut earlier in the movie, which I guess is like the the in the infection point really um but also it serves a dual purpose because he gets cut really really bad yeah and he doesn't even question it in fact he's like ow can't wait to swim in this yeah like <laughs> it, like not, he does, he gets like one of the deepest like hand cuts i've seen like in a movie and he's like eh, whatever it makes it doubly surprised can't wait to swim and and like um for the rest of the movie, because, like, what happens is, like, after he cuts himself, because he's, like, sticking, he's, like, elbow deep in, like, this pool sphincter, right? And he, like, it's gets drain. cut. It's just called a he, drain. It's a pool sphincter. <laughs> in this movie, it's a sphincter. In a regular pool, it's a drain. But Fair. this thing's living, right? Fair. Um, And so he, like, cuts himself, and then b- gunky water, like, bubbles up. And so the whole movie, like, the ghost is, like, symbolized, or the thing is symbolized by... Um, like, icky brown water, you know? Um, so, like, there's a scene earlier in the, like, whole picnic, like, uh, party where he's, like, playing chicken with, like, the the son he wished he had, you know? (laughs) (laughs) He's got the coach's son on his shoulders and they're chicken fighting with somebody else and he, like, ends up backing up too far into the deep end and he's, like... Oh, I can't breathe. And I'm like, just then just toss the kid off, buddy. But he's like so competitive, right? Like he's got to win. So he's like, I'll just drown as long as I win chicken. But no, while he's underwater, he gets like too dark. Two dementors dementors fly up into his nose. Two dementors. They fly into his nose. Uh, But then like, uh, so then he's possessed like for real, for real by the water. Um, He tries to like, he kicks the absolute living shit out of his daughter like she takes a she takes a a, like uncharacteristic beating for this movie um she fall there's like a uh a a little like set it and forget it trap where um a glass of water breaks and leaves like an extra spiky bit on the floor and normally like i i think they played it too quickly in this movie because i like those types of scenes but you need to break that glass like at the like 40 minute mark and then like when the movie is about to end that needs to, like, you can't have it be like a minute and a half apart yeah like right like you See, i didn't to... forget about it but i will say when she slips and falls and like i felt shit it. on the glass i was like oh ooh, ow. All, all five of us in the theater felt that one <laughs> all five of us <laughs> Yeah, it was th- th- that one was pretty. It was like ooh, that that one hurt. Um, but yeah, there's a good little chase sequence between uh, Y Russell and the daughter. Uh, he, I do appreciate how badly they like kick the shit out of her because I hate when movies are like afraid to like beat up their pull punches on you the, know, yeah their their cast. And I'm like, no, make them like like <laughs> make it look like they they suffered a little bit. Otherwise, what am I doing this for? Yeah. I'm suffering. They should suffer. (laughs) Uh, And at the same time, while that whole fight is happening, the mom is going to save the son. She's like, he gets dragged underwater by the like fat lumpy ghost that's been plaguing them the whole time. Um, But he's also like, she's being aided by the little girl. (laughs) Your son's over there. You know, basically that's all she equates to is just like a sign. Like she just points towards the son. 
But yeah, so the mom does the whole scuba diving thing. She does this crazy maneuver where, so she like ties a hose to her waist because she knows that the like pool's like fucky, right? From mm-hmm. from an experience she had earlier in the movie. And she swims down. This is where we do get a cool shot of like all of the people who've been sacrificed to the to the pool. Yeah. Like there's They're a scene swimming. where like the mom like finally reaches the sun and then the shot like pull, pulls out and you just see all these like ghosts like slowly swimming towards her. Super cool. Uh, But then she's, like, she can't, the mom can't, like, find her way out. So she unties the hose and then, like, takes, like, a breath. She was, like, yeah, she tries to breathe through the (laughs) hose. And I'm, like, can't do it. I'm, like, there's no, there's no breathable air in that thing. Also, like, the first three feet of that hose are water. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's just how it works. Um. But, you know, she pulls that maneuver, which is wild. But she, so she's able, she is able to eventually save the sun. She swims like eight miles back up to the surface. Um, and so all of the family, the daughter, the mom, the son, end up like sprawled out on the pool patio, like dripping. And then like, scared. they're trying to do CPR on the sun. Yeah. Scary. But then scary dad, Wyatt, like comes out and he's like, I'm evil. Look at my eyes. They're doing that thing where all the black spider webs go all over the place. <laughs> um, and then the daughter, like, you know, she, she takes Chekhov's baseball bat from earlier in the movie and finally, like she, you, <laughs> She used the bat to like kneecap the dad. Oh, and I'm like, she even fucking she pummels his knee. This guy is destined for a wheelchair. Yeah, even even if his like MS was cured, he now still can't play baseball because his daughter just disintegrated his kneecap like with one baseball. Captain bat. Falcon in fucking Super Smash. He just fucking savage. Fucking she really, but it doesn't matter anyway because you know they do manage to save the son but then he like immediately gets like beset upon again by the the ghost right it, it like because like the ghost is like there was a scene earlier where Wyatt russell they tried to like m- take him away like to to the hospital they were like you, the, you're too obsessed with this pool we have to take you to the hospital this is before they know he's possessed they're just like you're too into the pool we gotta go and so he starts like puking black water when he gets too far if that doesn't make his obsession with the pool better, you know, I don't, he's so obsessed with the pool. He's, he's, he's got psychosomatic symptoms. He's vomiting pool water. Um, but so the sun starts like, so it starts puking and vomiting and like retching and writhing. And the, they're like, Oh no, the, and again, they have no reason to know any of this either. They did like a very surface level. The mom did a very surface level, like 40 minute research project at a library yeah. about like what is causing this. Um, so she has no idea what the rules are, but they're like, Oh no, the son, like they're going to take him, uh, you know, because reasons. Cause cause cause, they, cause they've claimed that the pool's going to take him. And so the dad is like, no, they'll take me. And he just like wades into the pool and go, he like does, he does the ending of a star is born. You know, where he just swims into the ocean forever and forever and he just never comes back. That's what he does. (laughs) Because he just swims underwater and then they're like, I guess dad's gone. I guess baseball dad's gone forever. Dad's gone. He swam away. away. (laughs) And that's it. You know, problem solved for no reason. Like why, 
why were those the rules? What, like, you just, like, get to go back on the deal. I'm like, nah, just take me. Never mind. Cut to the next day. There's a fucking huge pile of dirt, and they're all like, <laughs> uh, at least, at least, you know, the, the pool's filled in. It'll be okay the now. The daughter says, hey, you know, we can stay here now if the pool's going to be filled in. And then they're like, the mom's like, no, we got to go. And they're like, but no, what if, you know, other people buy the house, then it'll just start happening again because they'll put a pool back in. Yeah. And then they go, okay. And that's the end of the movie. No, they say, <laughs> they, we're going to stay because dad wouldn't have wanted that to happen to other people. Uh, yeah, whatever. They might Stupid. as well have not said anything. See, what I think would have been a better ending is if they stayed because that's the like they because they could still hang out with dad. Like if you had Ghost Wyatt Russell who's just like sadly like waste like sitting in the shallow end of the pool <laughs> and he just like lives there. That like, would be kind of fun. Right? That would be fun because it would give like sort of a happy ending but like but in a twisted way. Where in this, the one they had is like baby's first ending. It's like Stephen King could write a better ending. And we all know he's got he's got struggles, right? You know, but he even he could write a better ending to this. What we're missing from this movie is a shot where someone goes underwater and then comes up and there's like a hundred ghosts standing around the pool. That never happened, which never was surprising. Happened. Yeah. That's the shot I'm You know when for. you could have had that is anytime. Anytime they were doing something on a baseball field. Yeah. Yeah. You could cut three percent of like baseball out of this movie and make it three times scarier. Yeah. Uh, and you, but you see what I mean, right? Like you could have made this like hush, right? Like you could yeah. have made it a single location movie. The the premise of the the short film was really good. You could just take that short film and like expand upon what had already happened in that, like, and do something interesting. Even or even it doesn't have to be single location. Like you could have had like multiple days of like a woman being like haunted in her pool. I think you he, could still have the family aspect too, but again, put more swim stuff in it. Why baseball? Just make him an Olympic swimmer and keep it in the water. I, I think in favor of developing more of like a myth mythicality to it and like more of a lore, they overdeveloped mm. their already pretty good premise. I think they just put too much yeah. into it. I think I think they should have maybe, like you said, simplified the story a little bit it doesn't have to have rules it doesn't have to have like just show me the ghosts show me some yeah. cool night swims like and if it does have rules, kill somebody and, and you want to if you want to make that kind of um like property like if you want your ip to be that vibe where it's like oh this is like a good like it follows like it's got these rules and as long as you like abide by these rules that's like the parameters of the movie you have to stick to it, and you can't be all over the map with it, you know? No. You can't be going but to But you can be vague field. if you want. That could have worked also. You just didn't pick either. You did, like, no. a weird in-between. Yeah. Yeah, I I, th- I think what it was, I think it was, like, a sort of a, a case of nerves of doing what you already did, but how do I how do I make it better? Like, it, yeah. it's, I think it's not, it, it was just, like, a... a how do I impress Daddy James I think it was like an, I think it was an overcompensation. Yeah, you know, for for a really already solid premise. Just thinking like, well, I have to. They already saw this. Like, how do I make it even more? And it just too much stuff got tossed in. Yeah, uh, it got way too convoluted and just it's it's a pulp heavy movie. <laughs> it, yeah, it could it could have been a lot lighter. You know, but 
I, I don't really feel too bad about it at the end of the day because, you know, it is like it is January. You know, it, it's it, it's a real touch and go month for all movies. If this is what Blumhouse <laughs> is putting to the front of the pack and going like, here's our sacrificial lamb, throw mm. him in the deep end in January. <laughs> Nobody will see it by fucking February. We'll have something else out and it'll be fucking bangers. No one will even care about this. Look at this. We just got Atomic Monster. We're mm. going to fucking dominate so now this brings me to a question i wanted to ask you so i've i've heard some rumblings online about you know uh, uh, different people feel a that blumhouse has has gotten a bit bloated in there do you think that they are do you agree with i've heard people say that they are they used to focus on quality over quantity and it has been reversed now they just kind of blumhouse is just slapped on every horror movie almost it seems uh, I, I, I think they're definitely dominating releases, but I think they, I think with the addition of Atomic Monster, I think that'll, like I said in the last episode, kind of like condense some of their quality. And I think it'll give them the opportunity to be not as spread so thin mm-hmm. so that the releases that we do get out of them, you know, varying in quality i think as a whole like all boats are gonna rise in that tide yeah yeah i'm with you i'm with you i I actually don't even find that they i I know that blumhouse their release schedule has been wild the last few years they've had so many things and a lot of them not very great movies there's been plenty of stinkers but i also don't think that's really necessarily bad i mean no like Look at Troma, right like we they they built an entire like well loved uh cult li- library yeah. of of bad movies that people love i think you we we should let bloomhouse uh, you know become you know the, the yeah they give us lots of good stuff but let them like be a studio let them make their bad movies that we're gonna love because they're stupid and the other thing it gives it gives this dude an opportunity to cut his teeth in the fucking major leagues like we yeah. talked about like here's a guy who did a short who did maybe a couple other projects but now he's got the opportunity to really show people like hey like i can i can make a full-fledged movie you know with your resources give me the next project and let me do something a little crazier it's kind of like training wheels if we don't give creators an opportunity to start somewhere yeah then we get no one and like all of we're just stuck with the same you know yeah this is how we got these crazy like like this like the snyder cult like we got it because like not horror hollywood is just just fucking recycles the same like four dudes for everything yeah you know i agree with you i I think we should there should be an outlet for people to like grow and it's the same thing with a24 like we talked about last time it's like yeah you know what they want to branch out they want to do some more mainstream stuff fine let them do that you don't think you think they're gonna like turn away from the bread and butter that they've been fucking building their (laughs) brand on the entire time just like yeah let's give a fucking weirdo indie guy a bunch of money and see what he fucking does like i i i think it's let them play in the shallow end for a little while (laughs) that's totally fine when they're ready to swim over to the deep end and play with the big boys yeah that's cool. I agree, and you're right. You know, I, I think you are. You're very right. And you, you know what? For for all the negative we had to say about this movie, it was still, I'd say, a pretty competent movie for for somebody's first feature film. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I mean, 
Like, I couldn't, I don't know if I could do better. And again, I think the biggest problems of the movie comes with the writing, which granted is also the director who wrote it, but I would say it's poorly written, but competently directed just because the writer and the director were the same. You know, if you get like a, if you had gotten like a really like insanely good, like a real crack writer for this yeah, and he still directed it. I think we would have we'd be way more excited about it. I I just think maybe like writing this fleshed out version of a story he'd already written might not have been the best thing for him. No, but I think with everything else, you know, he, with everything else he had, he pretty much you know knocked it out of the park. There was good scares when they happen. There just wasn't that many of them, and they were poorly written in. Yeah, but like it's like almost if it was a different writer that wrote it poorly. I, I feel conflicted, right? Because I'm like, I, I want to say, like, he just had a bad writer. But it's like, also, but he was his writer. It's, yeah, so it's, I, I, I mean, I, I think he's kind of getting, like, Rumpelstiltskin a little bit, right? <laughs> like, they kind of, they locked him in the tower and they're like, hey, we saw that you could spin this fucking, like, hair into gold one time. Yeah. I need you to do, like, do 300 again. of those overnight. Here's a budget. And then I just think it was kind of like, you know, you, you get, you got... You're trying to extract too much out of this movie. Yeah. Premise-wise. I think it's just, you know, leave it as a short. Let it be a short. Let it make something new. But So, yeah. So, that's that's Night Swim. I would say, overall, what we got out of this is keep an eye out for Bryce McGuire. Check out his next work. We'll like, see what we'll he see does. What he in, does uh, you know? What is it? Bad Bloom? What did we say he was? You, that's <laughs> something about Bloom. Um, but, yeah, I... I, that's that's what I got out of it. An all right, mostly bad movie. Pop it on during your your uh, first like summer pool party. No one's gonna watch it anyway. So yeah, <laughs> pop it on when when it's streaming on Netflix. Otherwise, uh, I think you can skip it. I wouldn't I wouldn't spend your your hard earned eighteen dollars <laughs> uh, to go to the movies and see it. Um, but yeah, that's it for Night Swim. I think right. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's fucking drain this pool and move on to bigger, better, brighter, more beautiful anything. <laughs> yeah, um, I think coming up next we have a we might have a video game podcast coming up for you guys. We very much do. Uh, if you've been following us over on the Twitch streams, we've been playing through a very entertaining um, Resident Evil esque kind of scary location puzzle kind of game how would you define it's a survival horror puzzle game most survival horror games tend to have puzzles because i think a lot of people are terrified of how being confronted by how dumb they actually are (laughs) so there's something about the puzzle that it that fits in extra well with the horror genre you know but we will be uh, we'll be talking about that next week. Uh, if you want to see some game footage for yourself, head on over to our Twitch. You can watch all the VODs, links of down below, streams, and uh, get yeah. It. Right now we're playing uh, Lies of P, which is a, a horror action game where you play as Pinocchio, <laughs> uh, Running through a town, a city that's been besieged by evil puppet automatons. It's uh, a bizarre 
terrifying and very difficult game, but it's been a very good time. You should come watch us play it because honestly, I can't even really describe it. You have to just see it happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's a wild it. video game. Um, but yeah, that is everything uh, this week from us here at the Devil's Cut. Right? Yeah, join us on... Uh, let's see, this comes out on Tuesday, so Monday already passed. Join us on Friday nights. We're going to be streaming an extra day during the week there on Twitch. So Mondays and Friday nights, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yep, and you can get uh, all of our notifications about the streams, the podcast, and other news on the Discord, which the link is for that is also in the description right hello links it will be <laughs> if it's not already it is scroll down do you see that link click that link you see those other links click all those too oh okay it's me the bird bath again no came no, back. no 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 oh, don't new new i uh, new character <laughs> to the show it's me the haunted bird bath no saying, i refuse oh well eric doesn't like it but everybody else who's listening <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Devil's Cut podcast. Uh, creep it real. <laughs> <laughs>